Hey, it's Melissa Reynolds. And Todd Reynolds coming in for episode nine of the podcast, We've Been Reynolds. Welcome. That's Shadow time. <laughs> that never gets old. Yes, it does. You're still embarrassed by it? Well, it's just not my no- normal talking cadence and pitch, so. That's true. You know. It sounds great, though. Well, thank you. It's my Ryan Seacrest and um, Dick Clark combo. That's who I'm channeling when I try to say this. Really? Yeah, yeah. I that's who I'm emulating. So if anyone wants to try to copy me, that's who I would study. Okay, well, good to know. Thanks yeah. for telling us. Not that I study. It's just in my mind. That's what I'm... Do you study those two men? I do not. Okay. No. All right. We have a shout out today to a super fan and our shout out goes to Kathy Warwick. Kathy Warwick is a super fan. She's amazing. She's a super mom. She's just a beautiful human. I just think that everyone, if you're listening to this, has to say hello to Kathy Warwick today Mm -hmm. if you know her. She's really incredible and she's a really kind person with a beautiful smile and a beautiful heart. So Kathy, once you hear this, message us because it's just always nice to know when somebody hears their shout out. Helped so, lots of kids in this area. Pardon me? She's helped lots of kids in this area. That's not the Kathy Warwick that you know. <laughs> okay. I don't know who Kathy Warwick is and oh I clearly goodness. didn't get the script beforehand and it was not discussed. That is amazing. But maybe she has. Well, you would know Kathy Warwick from my team, but I don't think you know her personally. Probably not. I love you. I think I'm thinking I'm a totally different person. And this cannot be edited because it's even funnier. <laughs> Well, anyhow, Kathy, we appreciate your efforts in whatever it is you've done to get the shout out. I do not know, but you know. You also have no idea how to really use Instagram. So me, no. if somebody's leaving me a message as a super fan, you would never know that. I would not. You know Shawnee Hammond, who was the last person. Yes. And you've announced Kathy Warwick's name in the past. I'm just thinking someone totally different. <laughs> What's happening? So- I'm sorry. I'm not perfect. I know you think I am, but it's not true, folks. I know you're not. Not today, at least. Nobody's. Poverty's nerfect. <laughs> Thank you. That's right. All right. So, Kathy. Or Kathy. Any, or the other Kathy. Or the other Kathy, who I'm thinking. Shout out to both of you. And hopefully yes. the other Kathy that Todd's thinking of also listens to the podcast. Yeah, I know what's gone, hon. I, it's this person has the same last name, but a different first name. So, that's what's happening here. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Okay. Well, Kathy Warwick, um, thanks for being a super fan. Tell all your friends about the podcast and keep being you. We appreciate all your efforts. We do. All right. If you want to be shouted out as a super fan, message us because we love talking about our super fans. And next time, I will tell Todd who the super fan is before we start. That'd be good. Again, I am scriptless, <laughs> flying by the seat of my pants here. He is scriptless in just, life. That's true. Because you never tell me what's day, going on. Right? I try to tell never. you what's going on. That's you're just, not true. No, I, don't I even, look at the calendar and I ask you and you're like, blah, 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 blah. To be like, honest, you know, like, sometimes I don't know what's going on. There is so many, like today, I'm thinking of today. I know the day's done. The day yeah, is done. We have 8,000 things to do. Two shows to go and watch. I got to cut my hair. When are you cutting your hair? Before the show? We need to grocery shop, get the cottage ready for another renter, change oil, put the CDs in, have a family meeting, clean the house, pack. I'm going away for eight days and uh, maybe nine, don't even know, and I have not packed one single solitary thing. Mm -hmm. If anybody else's life feels like this, we get you. We totally. Like, this is what happens. Yeah. So we totally get you. Life is busy. We feel you. Mm-hmm. We know. And busy is relative. So you might not have all of those things going on, but you might feel equally busy and we get you too. Oh, yeah. So today. Yeah, because we get, how do you do it all? I'm like, well, it just is what it is. Yeah, I don't know. Right? Sometimes when somebody says, how do you do it all? My eye jiggles. That's when I know <laughs> I'm yes. doing too much. When I yeah. start getting the jiggle eye, does anybody else get the jiggle eye? I do. 
Do you? Oh, all the time. Is it when you're overtired or I when you're so. doing I too much? I don't know. It's just, it, it, I don't know. Just life. Jiggle eye. I hate the jiggle like, eye. <gasps> and if our kids get the jiggle eye, I'm like, ooh, you're stressed out. I don't get the jiggle eye often. When the jiggle eye happens, I'm like, ooh, Melissa, get things in perspective. You don't have to do 800 things because the jiggle eye is not a good sign. No. I wonder what other people call it. We always call it the jiggle eye. Do you call it the jiggle eye? I always call it the jiggle eye. I think I might. I think everybody calls it the jiggle eye. Hmm. Oh, Sarah flutter. calls it the flutter eye. Flutter. Oh, I like oh. the flutter eye. What do you call it? Send us a message and let's, let us know what you call it. Shaky eye? Shaky eye. Shaky? My husband says it. Shaky. My husband calls it a tick. Oh, there <laughs> we go. Do you have an eye tick? Oh, yeah. an eye tick. That's there one too. Just try not to partner an eye tick with a brain tick. Yes. Please call it the jiggle eye. Can I like start getting everyone to call it You can't copyright jiggle eye. Pardon me? You can't copyright it. I can copyright it. Okay. It could be called a medical term, the jiggle eye. The, that's really medically. Yep. Okay. Tell us yeah, if you tell medical. us what you call it. I'm going to try to remember to put in my stories. What do you call the eye that moves when you're stressed out? Maybe no one else gets it, but I think if the three of us get it, but we're also ridiculous and have crazy things going on. Maybe other people don't get the jiggle. No, our kids get the jiggle eye. Anyway, enough about the jiggle eye. It's yeah. like the stairs. Hopefully, since the last time you've listened to the podcast, you figured out a solution to the stairs. Have you figured out a solution to the stairs? I hope you have. Where things are have to go downstairs or upstairs because I know it's not just a Reynolds family problem. I think you need to mount an arrow on the wall and flip it like a like a basketball. That no, people no, like know. a basketball game. The the, the the possession, you know, if it goes out of bounds or whatever. There's a thing. There's a little arrow that flips back and forth. That would be great. Up the stairs, down the stairs. Todd. Yes. If it's on the top of the stairs, it goes down. Well, if how it's do you on know the... that? If I don't see you doing it, maybe it's supposed to go down. What are you talking about? If what it's on the top about? of the stairs, it goes down. If it's on the bottom of oh, the stairs, it goes split. up. No, it's still. No, oh, okay. it doesn't make any sense. Okay. It's, well, that's fine. That's... I'm going to start taking pictures of my story every single time there's stuff on the stairs that no one touches. Okay. But why is it just sitting on the stairs? <laughs> Again, let's go back to the root cause. Why is it just sitting there? Okay, I'm going to have moms message me so we can talk all about that. Maybe I'm going to have a different mom tell me about the things that drive her crazy in her house. Enough about the stairs, Todd. Stop stop dwelling on the stairs. Okay, I will stop dwelling. (laughs) Dwelling done. What are we talking about today, Todd? Because we did discuss this. I think we're talking about the power of the bystander. The power of the bystander. Right. And trying to coach your kids to do the right thing. 100%. This is like super important. Our kids have heard it. Students in my class have heard it, that doing the right thing is not always the easy thing. Exactly. And our kids it, don't always do the right of thing. Of course not. I don't always we, do exactly. the right thing. It takes effort. It just takes a little bit of thought and putting yourself in another person's position. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. Even as a teacher, if I'm about to get annoyed with a kid, I look at that kid, I look in their eyes and I think, you could be my kid. Yeah. And how do I want my child to be treated? Yeah. So that's what we've tried to teach our kids We've tried to teach our kids that if you're about to be a jerk, if you're about to be mean, if you're about to be rude, think about how you want to be treated. Would you want to be put in this position? So if you're a kid listening to this and no one's ever taught you this, or an adult, please, as an adult, teach your kids. And if you're a kid listening to this, please think about the other kid and if you would want this happening to you. Yeah, so we know that kids will be different around who they surround themselves with. Like, So if an adult is around, particularly in school or even in public, if an adult's around, they're not necessarily going to be doing something that is frowned upon, right? Because it's kind of an extra set of eyes, extra set of ears. But sometimes when kids are just hanging out with kids and there's no kind of mitigating person there, then things can happen. And, you know, we've dealt with it with our kids. We've certainly dealt with it 
in our professions, the underlying thing is just do the right thing. Yeah, like you we've dealt with right. it in our workplace of for course. sure. People know inherently what is right and what is wrong. They and absolutely if they just do. Take a pause to think about again, like you said, how would I want to be treated? You know, if it was my brother or my sister or my parents, whatever you know, how would I how would I act in the situation? And we need a little more of that, I guess, conscious stream of thought and how we treat people. And the kids are never too young to start that. No. That's where it has to start. We've talked about this since they were little. I talk about this in a classroom from day one in JK. You treat somebody the way you want to be treated. Yeah. Simple as that. Hmm. Again, do I always do that? No. Do my kids always do that? No. But oh my goodness, do we ever talk about it a lot? We talk about it a lot. Yeah. I don't care if they're tired of hearing about it. I don't also care if they feel like they have a duty because they do as a human. Yeah. Because I'm sure that sometimes our kids are like, whew, there are a lot of expectations <laughs> on us. Yeah. And I don't care. I remember we went to kindergarten and we said to the teachers, we want them to be academic. We want them to be smart. But the most important thing is we want them to be kind. Yeah. And we, we say that in every kindergarten meeting. And then if we have a conference, we say that. We just want them to be kind. We just yeah. want them to be inclusive. Inclusivity is such a huge thing. Almost to a fault with us sometimes. I do know that. No, there can never be a fault to inclusivity. What's, yeah, what's but the what downfall? I, what I do notice is sometimes if my kids are trying to get too many p- kids included, there is a time where sometimes they're not included. Yeah, well, I'm not saying go out of your way, but if someone's there, why not say something? If like, you're having a birthday party and there's 30 kids in the class and you're only inviting 28, why? Yeah. Why would you ever allow your kid to do that? Why would you ever do that as a parent? If you're inviting the class, you invite the class. And I say to my kids all the time, if that person bugs you, you don't have to talk to them the whole time. Exactly. Yes, you have to be kind and you have to chat, but you don't have to sit with the person the entire party. Yeah, because maybe they're one of the two next time that's not invited. Exactly. Right? I talk about uh, karma having no deadline. It's always there. Karma has no deadline. And I always say, keep that in the back of my head, right? Absolutely. So what I'm really struggling with right now, and what I've always struggled with, is the bystander. Yeah. People are afraid to say no to things that they don't agree with. Mm -hmm. Because they think it's going to bring attention to them. But no is not a bad word. They think it's going to get them left out as well. It's not going to. Oftentimes, it just helps the person who's getting picked on or the person who's getting treated poorly. Especially if that person's getting treated poorly for no reason. Yeah. And the next thing you know, as I said, maybe it's them. It right? will be, though. The, the tables can turn, whatever, whatever that saying is. It can flip, and it could be them. So if things are not addressed, then people are left unchecked, then they're going to continue to do it. They're totally going yeah. to. Can you imagine if you're in a group of kids in a kindergarten class? or there's Not even kindergarten. There's a group of grade five kids, okay? Actually, this happened to me as a kid. Group of kids, we were in grade five. All of a sudden, everybody decided they didn't like me. I actually think this happened to you as well. Good. All of a sudden, in grade not five. School, but. Yeah, so all of a sudden, at school in grade five, everyone decided they didn't didn't like me just out of the blue like I wasn't one person decided they didn't like me and that person decided to make sure that everybody else followed right they were still nice to me but they didn't go out of their way to include me because they were scared of that one person who decided they didn't like me anymore yeah so that turned into me going home for lunch every day and I was struggling I still remember this it was 30 years ago yeah 35 years ago I still vividly 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 remember this that everybody decided that they didn't like me because this one person decided they didn't like me and, and again just to interrupt for a second that doesn't have any bearing to any of them but look at how long it stays with you 
Exactly. Right? And that's what people need to think about. Exactly. So There are consequences long-term to simple, simple actions. And I bet you everybody has experienced this. I just remember it so vividly. And I'm sure as I tell this story, everyone's experienced this. Yeah. Even the mean people have experienced this, I'm oh, sure. sure. So anyway, they all decided they didn't like me, which is a terrible feeling. I became anxious because it was horrible to go to school and people be kind of polite to me just to be polite to me, but were not being nice. Yeah. I was always on the outside of the group, always trying to get into the group, always trying to be accepted. Uh, and I hadn't, I wasn't used to feeling that way. I would go home every day for lunch because I was just distraught and sad. And again, this happens as adults. This happens as teens. It happens in your 20s where all of a sudden somebody decides they don't like you and then nobody else knows what to do. Yeah, there's some sort of rift, right? Right. And oftentimes it's not talked about. Exactly. So anyway, as a kid, finally my mom was like, I've had enough of this. And my mom's like a pretty soft-spoken woman, but when she's had enough of something, she's had enough. And I remember she went to the school and she goes, okay, this has got to end. Like she went to the principal and she said, this has got to end because she's struggling. People are not being nice. People are not talking to her. So if you're a parent, you don't have to be a helicopter parent. You don't have to be at the school all the time. You don't have to be telling the teachers what to do. You don't have to be butting your nose into things constantly. But if you are seeing your kids struggling, you can go and talk to administration. You can go and talk to the teacher and ask for an ally. That person will be an ally for you. That person will help you, I hope. My hope is that there will be an adult in the school that will help your kids. So anyway, my mom went to the school. Literally within a half an hour, we had a meeting with the principal, all the girls in the class that were involved in this. We talked about it. The kid that was being mean couldn't be mean anymore because she was found out. Yeah. And we were all friends again. We are still friends to this day. Yeah. I am sure so many of you listening to this have that same experience. But it happens so much, and you really see it with social media right now. Like, this is the thing. If you see somebody being mean to one of your friends, whether you're in grade 9, whether you are in grade 12, whether you are in your workplace, whether you are 20 years old, if you see one of your friends being mean and you don't understand what's happened, you need to say something. You need to step up and just say, why? Why is this happening? Because usually the person not being kind is going to have to uh what's the word articulate like, not articulate but they they'll, they'll have a reason to for it? give like, a reason for it if there's no reason for it then they have to drop it it's just stop being a bystander and if you're a parent really talk to your kids about this i am noticing it a lot not letting kids in group chats yeah one kid's deciding they don't like another kid and the whole group is going along with it yeah don't let other people make up your mind again going back to knowing what's right and what's wrong right like no is a word that is not oftentimes used enough with a peer situation. They need to say no to things that they know are wrong. Absolutely. Right? Like If you're a kid listening to this and you are standing there and you see something or hear something that you just know isn't right, you need to say something. Yeah. And is it scary? Sure. It's 100%, 100%. scary. But you know what? You'll feel better about yourself. You will. As an adult, say something. Yeah. It's really hard for a bully to bully somebody who's strong. Yeah. And when I see my kids go through it, when we see our kids go through it, it is heartbreaking for us as parents. It is heartbreaking. But you need to give them the tools. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's so hard. And, you know, a little thing to remember is that things change, right? Things will change. So a little bit of time sometimes helps. You'll get over, you get different friends, you'll leave school, you know, you're in the same class, that type of thing. So things will change. So it's you'll not all bleak. that that person who's being mean is not worth it. Yeah. And eventually your friends are going to realize that person being mean is not worth it. Like, there's no way if someone's just being mean and everyone's going along with it that eventually they don't realize that girl or that guy or that colleague people realize oh yeah because if they're being mean to you then they're being mean to those people as well so i just think try so hard not to be that bystander try so hard to stick up for your friend try so hard to stick up for that stranger Mm -hmm. like even spencer the other day this takes a while this doesn't happen overnight and it's not going to be all the time but he's like let her in the group chat right like he just said that the other day he's like I don't even get what this issue is. Just say, let her in the group chat. Ah, yes. It just feels so good when you see your kid give your other kid advice, right? Yeah, because they realize that to some people it's a huge deal, but really it's not. It's not. You got to step back, right? And and sometimes a little bit of time gives you perspective. Uh, But again, doing the right thing, you know, it's uh, it's Another thing, like I've really noticed. Like you never know what the dynamic will be in the future. You don't know if it's going to be your kid next. May, or maybe your kid will end up dating their kid in 30 years or exactly. 20 years or whatever. Like, who knows? Yeah. You never know what's going to happen. Could be your boss. You do, yes, like, exactly. I think another thing that I really notice is as parents, so many of us are so scared that our kid isn't going to be popular. So we don't teach our kids to do the right thing. We don't teach our kids to step up. Your kid is going to be popular if they do the right thing. Your kid is going to be popular if they're not the most popular kid in the school and having to always like perform or try to to be at the top. Your popular kid is usually going to end up at the end being the one that's not the most popular kid in grade nine. So help your kid realize that. Or Mm -hmm. if you're a kid, you don't have to be right at the top. I always say to my kids, you don't have to be right at the top because... When you're right at the top, there are so many expectations of you. There are so many things that you have to live up to. You want to be the weird kid sometimes. You want to be the fun kid. You want to be the kid who stands up for other kids. Because in the future, especially if you live in a small town, they're going to remember you. They're going to remember that you're the one that's stuck up. This won't matter a lot to you if you're a kid right now because you'll be like, meh, that's 30 years from now. But they're going to remember you if you're doing the right thing. So parents, honestly... If they come home with a story, guide them to stick up for that kid. Yeah, because really, to quote Hamilton, history has its eyes on you. What you do now, people will remember, right? Whether it's a character trait, whether whether it's just a kind word or a smile or a wave, or people will remember that. Absolutely. You know? And uh, and people are going to remember, like, if you're a jerk. Oh, 100%. Because I know every single person who was a jerk to me, yeah. we remember it. We remember the rude ones. We remember yeah. the mean ones. People yeah. don't forget it. Yeah. Do the right thing. Yeah, and it doesn't mean going and being aggressive. It means being assertive, right? Yeah, like you don't have to, if somebody hasn't been included in a group chat and you know it, or someone hasn't been included in the circle, or if everyone's taking a picture and you know that person's standing there, there's one person standing there or two people standing there that have not been included, call them in. Yeah. Say, hey, come in the picture. It's really noticeable when I'm not included in a picture. Like, I can really feel it. Mm -hmm. And it's awkward for me to say, hey, can I get in the picture? Like, it's just like this weird, awkward feeling. And this happens constantly, whether you're an adult or a kid or a teenager. It's happening all the time. Invite them in. I'm myself. I'm not worried about pictures. 
You're not. No. But if everybody was standing there and you were not included in, you might still feel bad. I might. Yes, I might. So it's not hard to do the right thing. Sorry, it is often hard to do the right thing, but it feels so damn good. Yeah. And parents, honestly, teach your kids to stand up. Teach your kids to not be a bystander. And like, do our kids always do it? No, 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 no. Again, never say your kids is going to always do the right thing because they're not. Yeah. But you can talk about it at home a lot. Sure. And I guarantee you that when they do something, you'll probably hear about it because they're going to feel it. Yeah, they're going to feel good. But also like what happens here when we talk about the same thing a lot, when we are teaching our kids to do the right thing. It's like killing a fly with a sledgehammer. Perfect. When we're trying to teach our kids to do the right thing, they'll look at each other and they'll say, here comes the talk and they'll roll their eyes. Like this is all (laughs) the time. We are just always trying. If you are in your 40s or maybe in your 30s, you will remember the, the after school specials. Sarah, did you ever watch an after school special? No, Sarah's too young for that. Oh, so I remember those. you might remember the after school specials. They were literally after school specials. Yeah. Like you would come home from school <laughs> and they were a show that taught a really good message. Sometimes interrupt my Gilligan's Island. Like, come on. Right? Jeez. I don't even know if they were planned shows. They might just have been thrown in there as after school. I need to find a YouTube link of an after school special because I say it all the time and I realize lots of people don't even know don't what even they mean. Yeah. If you know what an after school special is, please message me on mess- on uh, in Instagram because I'd love to know if you know what it is. Anyway, we often are the after school special here like we talk things out talk things out with your kids have dinner together if you have time i know not everybody has time but maybe try to you know have one dinner a week and ask them questions go for a walk ask them questions in the car do the after school special the after school special is just to teach the right thing you don't need your kid to be the most popular you really don't because they end up being super popular when they're nice. Yeah. They just do. Because people gravitate towards them. Because people then can be themselves around them. Yes. And not feel like they have to act as if there's something that they're not or be some cool person who, you know, like That's tries exhausting. to That's exhausting. Yeah. You want your kids to be themselves and be comfortable in their own skin. And if that means they're a bit weird, that means they're a bit weird because life would be really boring if we were all the same. 100%. Honestly, really teach your kids and talk to your kids. And kids, if this is you, don't be a bystander. Stick up for the person. Yeah, because you are very powerful. You you are are. very powerful. And you don't have to be aggressive when doing it. You just have to be there for the person who's being treated poorly. Yeah. And help that person, even if it's hard. Even if you feel like that's going to make you not popular. It's not going to. Everything will come out in the wash. Yeah. We have to hold each other to a high standard. We really do. So this is what we try to do. This is a kind of one of our parenting tips is just really try to do the right thing as a parent. Try to teach the right thing as a parent. Keep teaching. Don't give up. Even when they become teenagers, don't give up on them. Oh, because this is lifelong. Yeah. (laughs) And this is when you need to be teaching it. And sometimes you may have to teach your parents it. Yeah. Right. Right. Or, and then, you know, saying something to a parent is super hard. If you, if they're doing something that, you know, was not right, maybe they've never been taught it. Yeah. It's just like like the whole teaching thing. And again, it sounds, if this sounds preachy, this is not what we're trying to do, but it's just stuff that we've really tried to do as parents is like to really try to make sure that our kids are stepping up, that we as adults are stepping up, even though super uncomfortable sometimes gets me in trouble numerous times in my life. But then in the long run, I don't think it gets me in trouble. It just, I am very passionate. Well, I broke up a fight once outside the Penetang arena. There's a Penetang Kings game. I was dropping, going to pick up my car after a previous game and went for dinner or something. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And there was a Kings game on and there were a bunch of kids outside 
whole ton of them. And we and didn't were, have teenagers then, no. so it wasn't like as much our comfort zone. It was the middle zone. of the winter, and there are two kids outside. One kid's got his shirt off, and I went into the circle, and I broke it up. Because if it was my kid, I would not want him sitting out there getting beat up. Absolutely. You know? And the funny thing is... The and next, that, I'm not going to lie to you. When you did that, super sexy Todd Reynolds. Oh, well, thank you very much. Next day, guess what? I saw the kid in the shopping mall. The shopping mall? Well, the, the grocery store. Okay. With his parent. And I just gave a nod. I said, how'd the night turn out last night? Or something like that. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. And the that. kid just kind of looked at me, you know? So do I feel like I'm a hero? No. Was it heroic? <laughs> yes, it was. Because maybe I saved the kid. Well, because know? like part of me, I remember that happening. And Todd's not like a tall guy. He is a muscular guy. What a bunch of kids. Like Who knows, right? So They weren't happy with me. No, because... they want to see a fight. But they, again, if you're the person standing there, why are you letting people fight? Why are you supporting that? You never know what's going to happen. Yeah, because like we're like, talking all about words right now. We're not talking about fighting, but the fighting thing is exactly the same. Exactly. You know, like if you're at school, you don't need to record it. You need to try to stop it. Absolutely. Like how many times? There's actually like a group of fight school fights. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Yes. You need to stop it, not record it. Do you want that to be you? Do you want to be that person who's turtling as somebody else is punching you? No. Yeah. Do not cheer these things on. Yeah, that, that, that's be good people. Yeah, you know when something doesn't feel right in your stomach. You want to see a fight? Go to a boxing match where it's safer. You know, yes. Like, you can probably buy it on TV. Or, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe wrestling. That's fake though. Maybe I don't know. It also gives you cauliflower ear. Oh, that wrestling's real. Yeah, I don't like WWE. I don't like cauliflower ear because that no. makes me feel sad for that ear. It's just broken cartilage, just what it is. Yeah, scar tissue. <laughs> Anyhow. How did it get to this? Don't oh know. my goodness. Don't okay. Know. All right. What's your joke, Todd Reynolds? Just so you know, I really hate jokes. That makes me a terrible person. I know. And it often comes out when we're watching something and I'm laughing my head off and I look over and you're stone faced. I'm like, really? Where's your funny bone? Like, come on. <laughs> I have a funny bone. I laugh a lot, but oh, jokes that are like, ugh, dad jokes. God. Well, so I'm reading a book about anti gravity. I know it's kind of. Not what I usually do, but I just I just can't put it down. Good one. Good one. <laughs> yeah, thank you. All right, everyone. If you have a really good joke that you want Todd to tell, please message it to us because uh, Todd won't be able to find it on Instagram, but I will. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is true. All right. Have a great week. Tell everybody about us and go and hug and kiss your kids. Teenagers, go hug and kiss your parents. See you later, everyone. You bye-bye. Thank you. Summer days will always stay.